The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings, who are entirely responsible for its content. Sorry, guys, you are on your own. This is the Federal Football Report, a weekly wrap-up of all things burgundy and gold. The Federal Football Report on Federal News Radio. Here are your hosts, Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings. Welcome back to the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network, 1500 a.m. the day after the games on the radio. But then they're also 24-7 anytime you want to hear it on demand on your favorite podcast platforms. I'm Claude Jennings, Kevin Stanfield, back uh, to discuss burgundy and gold on the show after a uh, birthday trip to Las Vegas. We'll get a Las Vegas update yes, uh, you know, coming up in, in, in a segment uh, uh, soon on the show. Uh, but the Washington football team uh, lose to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, this Sunday and, uh, you know, again, left analyzing what happened. Here's the thing. So, you know, we're recording, we record the show after the game. Uh, we didn't do it right after the game. So I had a chance to listen to our buddy Scott Jackson and Fred Smoot on the uh, official post game show uh, for the Washington football team. And um, just hearing fans call up, you know, just delusional <laughs> as ever upset. Here's the thing. And, 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 and I don't listen. Uh, it's not my style to pet us on the back, but I like to pat us on the back. And if, if fans would just listen to this show and watch the team through the lens of the federal football report, it would save you hours of anger. It will save your blood pressure from growing up. It would save you from drinking your sorrows away on a Sunday afternoon. It would save you from it because there's nothing this team is going through and nothing this team is doing on the field that we hadn't either predicted in the preseason or had said, you know, or have said after game starting from week one based on what we're seeing. And you're going to hear the same analysis for the same, for the most part, because it's, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. We know exactly <laughs> what's happening when we watch this stuff and we've been trying to tell, but I hear these fans call up. I can't believe we lost to the Packers. Man, how last week, how we lo- lose to the Chiefs. What are you talking? Who marked those as W's when they get <laughs> like who looked at the schedule and said, Oh yeah, we're going to beat the Chiefs. Mm. Oh yeah, we're going to beat the Packers in Lambeau. Like, what team were you thinking you were analyzing? They again, I say this all the time. There's a lot of things that I've said before that I'm going to say on this show. I'm just going to repeat myself. Mm-hmm. But the first thing is, after seven games, looking at the schedule, this is exactly where I thought the team would be. The only swing game would be the Saints. And that's only I just didn't know which Saints team would show up based on Jameis Winston before the season. Know what? So I'm talking, what, two and five or three and four. But it's the same thing. Like, I, I'm not shocked they are where they are. Kevin, go right ahead, man. Well, uh, looking People at need it to listen from, to, They need to listen to this show, man. Go they, ahead. You know, not just the fans need to listen. The, the coaches <laughs> they need to listen, too, in terms of overall, overall philosophy. Now, I want, I want to start out by saying I approached this game differently. I wanted to analyze this, this game <laughs> differently because I've been coming a little bit too close to it because it's like, it's like, you know, you go to the movies, especially in our neighborhood, you go to the movies and people are yelling in the screen, don't go in the closet. Don't yeah. do this, you know, mm-hmm. and, and whether they do, they go in the closet anyway. Right. So mm-hmm. we've been making our opinions known. We've been analyzing, we've been making it known. I've been coming a little bit too close to it because I'm starting <laughs> to take it personally. Right. You know, it would be so much better if you just listen 
listen to us and just heed our, 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 our advice. But I, last week was my birthday. Uh, thank you for for allow. Thank Manny for bringing you uh, to the birthday celebration. That was, that's, oh man, I just can't describe how wonderful a feeling that was. But we did have a chance to uh, go to Las Vegas and, and celebrate and had a chance to look at some different coverage. Now, the, the, the Raiders are new to Las Vegas. Uh, professional sports are, are new to Las Vegas. But, but they, they appreciate it. You know, and it's not just because they're homers, because they, they just appreciate having it. And you know, with the with the uh, sudden departure of uh, uh, John, mm-hmm, you know, his, his brother of <laughs> Jay, mm-hmm, uh, you know, the, the, a team could be in turmoil, and a team could be in turmoil. Mm-hmm. But what happened was it was pretty amazing. The coach got the players together and it suggested to the players they have a players-only meeting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he suggested with the turmoil that they were going through that they needed to come together. And it was something that the coach recognized that he couldn't do. He couldn't mm-hmm. instruct them to come together. He said, this is your team. You guys need to come together, air your grievances, get clear the air. Yeah. Yeah. And after they did that, David Carr came out and said, man, we needed that so badly. We got, you know, the air is clear. And to a man, we feel closer mm-hmm. to one another. We feel mm-hmm. that, that, that we're playing for the next guy now. And I said, that's interesting. Let me see how they translate this to the field. And last I checked, they were ahead of the Eagles, something like 30 to three, you know. So well, it, there you it go. does work. Yeah. It does mm-hmm. work when the coach recognizes what his players need. And, and provides it for them. Right. <laughs> what, yeah. what, they, what they didn't need this week is to cut the field goal kicker. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they're 11 guys on offense, 11 guys on defense playing as individuals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're mm-hmm. not playing as a team. They, they don't know how to relic success, and they don't know how to respond to adversity. And they had, they had both today. And, and I am a little surprised. Um, I was hoping for better. I, I, I thought that the defense would would be a um, the, the the cornerstone of this team, and, and I thought that they would keep enough games close where sometimes you can win a game and hope uh, that the other team makes a mistake and loses the game. And I don't. I, I hate that. <laughs> I hate hoping for somebody else to make a mistake. You right. know, uh, for for us to win. So yeah, I am a little surprised of where they are. I guess disappointed would be better. But I, I, th- uh, I think that I think that's better, right? Because yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the schedule. You know, Chargers. Maybe some people thought that'd be a win, but you know, seeing what we see in the Chargers now, at least in the early going, you understand how that's a loss. And it was a close loss. They beat the Giants. You expect that. I don't think anybody expected them to beat the Bills. You expect them to beat the Falcons. The Saints could go either way, so that's just a one-game swing. And then the Chiefs and Packers. Like, 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 I'd be surprised if they lose next week to the Broncos. They will be on Halloween, but I'd be shocked if they lose to the Broncos. You know, and then they've got Tampa Bay. I don't want to hear anybody crying after the Tampa Bay game if they lose to Tampa Bay. Like, do you expect them to beat Tampa Bay? They should beat the Panthers. The Seahawks is a winnable game. The Raiders is winnable. So, I mean, you've got a stretch coming. You've got tough teams you're playing. It's just the fans' delusional state irritated me for some reason today. I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't listen to the post game. I like (laughs) Scott Jackson. I like Scott Jackson. I I like Scott too. uh, And and Smoot is a former. Love for it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but my thing is the hope was that the, the, 
the quality of the defense would be of the ilk of these teams you were talking about. They could have mm-hmm. beaten the Chargers if they could have stopped like a couple of third and 18 plays, right? <laughs> they were in right. their game. But for some reason, <laughs> when it's third and long, or if they could have stopped a 95-yard drive, they, mm-hmm. <laughs> which they you expect yeah, of a world-class defense, you expect mm-hmm. them to be able to do these things. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, it's not coming together for them. Well, right? you know but, what? You, you made mention of this because we were basing the defense off of what we saw last year. You yeah. know, one main thing that they changed last year, they got rid of a lot of the guys in the secondary <laughs> who were in there last year. And so they're not the same. Maybe they're not the same defense. They brought in guys who were supposed, who they thought from a talent standpoint would improve the defense when the defense was fine based on who they had last year. So why do you, why do you take them out? <laughs> and and the one position that they should have upgraded in personnel was quarterback and they didn't. Like, <laughs> Which is so bizarre. It, it's <laughs> Interesting. What Weird. was it that they were looking for that they didn't see on the guys who had the defense that took them to the playoffs last year? They, right. They, right. They, instead of doing a fine, it's like you take your car to minus, minus, uh, Minor mm-hmm. key, one of those minor key comes around with Heineke. Let's do that. And you say, <laughs> I hear a little bump in the trunk, might, like something might be loose in the trunk. And they say, Okay, you need a new engine. Yeah, <laughs> something's know? not right there. No, right. But, like, no, we don't. No, the engine's not the issue. But what what gets me is nobody complained about this before, right? We got we have media coverage, and we know guys who cover this team, man. And, and you know, uh, we've we've worked with these guys and know them personally. But nobody is calling them out on it now. Now Brian Mitchell is calling them out, right? He's, mm-hmm. he, he 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 calls it as he sees it. But from the position of why they go with Fitzpatrick, because you you know what you're getting with Fitzpatrick. Why is that what you want? Uh, Why is that what you want? You should know what you're getting. And as we mentioned on Twitter last week, a defensive line that had three number one picks on it. What made people think that just because they added one more, they were going to be better than the three and 13 team they were when they Mm -hmm. had the three number one picks. I mean, we have to be realistic about it, but this is to the point where they aren't being competitive. It's not, they're in a different league than these teams. Like that's, that's why I was hoping that the defense would grow enough from having uh, Ron's, uh, signature on it and Jack Del Rio's signature on it for a year and having their guys, the guys that they handpicked to bring in, got rid of the guys they didn't want who were performing. Our guys are better than these guys. This And they had a full off season. Mm-hmm. Last year they didn't have because of COVID. They didn't have the mini camps that they wanted. They didn't have the training camps that they wanted. They had the full season to implement their program this year. It's just that their program stinks, man. Yeah. It yeah. really does. Yeah. Yeah, well, listen, um, you, you know, you make personnel changes. You say it's going to upgrade things. And I can't think of one personnel change from this offseason that actually worked. And, and, and uh, you know, I mean, like, what's one personnel change this team has made this past offseason? That's that that's upgraded a position. I can't point to one. And it, it ain't that wide receiver because McLaurin is still doing his thing. He's, the, you know, and, and, and too bad that, you know, uh, Logan's been hurt. But, you know, those are, you know, you're basically your two leading receivers, you're running backs you know basically stayed the same the guy that you didn't trust after almost winning a playoff game against Tampa Bay he's back as your starting quarterback since week one because the guy who you brought in who uh, I guess you thought he'd be an upgrade at that position not sure why uh, he's been hurt since week one the secondary is not any better I can't think of one offseason move that these guys made that upgraded the positions that they're supposed to upgrade every move has been wrong 
Every single one. Every single nah. decision. Kevin, if I if every decision I made at my jobs, any any one of the jobs, you know, I've got 12 of them. So any one of the 12, <laughs> if any decision that I made was every single one was wrong, there'd be consequences. There'd be consequences. Yeah. I'd at least be, be called out. Like every decision from a personnel standpoint has been wrong. You've been uh you're qualified to be a weatherman, uh, but uh, excuse me, a meteorologist, excuse me. Right. Yeah, respect, yeah, 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 respect, yeah, respect, respect for them. Yeah, that's, that's right, that's yeah. right. <laughs> Interestingly, um we you have a situation on this team where um uh the the general manager reports to the coach. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's I, I've always found that peculiar because that that makes me wonder what the general manager's job is. Is he like a a personal assistant to the coach? The coach says, I want this guy, you go go make it happen. You know? Yeah. What, what you know, it doesn't it doesn't seem to me now I'm I'm sure that um you know people bring up Belichick or uh, I can't really think of, of, of situations where someone has complete control. I, I have to look at the, the Chiefs and see how much personnel control Andy Reid uh, uh, has. If he does have it, he, he's pretty good at it. He, he needs to think defense a little more. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, but, but it, it's, it's not adding up. The, the way they, get, they put the pieces together, their, their game plan in, in general, not just for the one game, but their game plan in constructing the team it, it, it's not where if it was if it was to have the defense to be the stalwart of this team, the the cornerstone, the rock that they build on. It seems like they could have tried a little harder to to to, to make that possible. It's just, this defense for the average quarterback, and it's been evident, is easy to figure out. Mm-hmm. And for Aaron Rodgers. You know, if it wasn't for the defensive line, then he could have put up 40 points on these team because right, he knew exactly right, right. where he wanted to go with the mm-hmm, ball. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's just that the, the defense was in his face a lot of the times. And a lot of times when he was hurried, he still knew where to go with the ball, and he went there, and it was a completed pass, right? You know, mm-hmm, But he's mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers. You're talking Hall of Famer. But this, this defense was supposed to be good enough to give a Hall of Famer problems. And it's just not. Now, I started this by saying I looked at this from a, a, a purely analytical aspect of that. I came with a new attitude. Mm-hmm. I even apologized. I'm not really apologized, but I got on Twitter today and I said, you know, this is a game that can really turn things around. I'm looking at it positively. I, I call for <laughs> uh, St. Juicy to get two interceptions, right? You know, because I've been hard on him, right? I've been so hard on him. I've said that he couldn't cover my living room floor with a Persian mm-hmm. rug. You, did, you, did, you, did you vow to be more positive and stop calling him St. Juicy? And call no, that's, that's Juicy. part of the game. Okay. That comes with the territory. Okay. If, you know, when I meet him, I will apologize, right? You know, mm-hmm. But it's just, it fits. Maybe Aaron Rodgers didn't go towards him today. He, the, uh, you know, whoever else he went for caught the ball, right? But mm-hmm. um, it, it's 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 puzzling. It's puzzling. It's like, to me, they are at the point right now where they should have been maybe preseason game three. Okay. You know. Okay. You know, and and it's because, like I said, in, in a nutshell, I saw the coverage of the Raiders and the way they were talking, the way the coaches were, were talking, the way the players were talking. They're playing and they're communicating as a team. And this is not a team. We don't have a team here. We have a bunch of guys 
who are, are trying to hold on. And, and I don't think it's a matter of selfishness or anything like that. I think it's a lack of leadership. I think mm-hmm. that, that there's nothing for them to hold on to. And for a while then, what they had to hold on to was Heineke. Right, and right. It's to the point now where I think he recognizes and he's just trying too hard. He is trying, trying too hard. Too hard to and do I want to talk himself. a little, yeah, and I want to talk a little bit about him. But before I, I, I get there, uh, something, you know, when you saying that stood out to me and it's something that we've been pushing, we've been talking about forever. Um, I thought that we found this last year, but it's obvious that we didn't. And you had made mention of this on Twitter and, and you were saying, you know, we've been talking about this for years. The team has no identity. Even now, even right now, they, like I cannot tell you what direction the coaching staff, the GM, what the, what the organization, where they're trying to take. I cannot tell you where they're headed. They've got 53 guys on the roster and they come out every Sunday and play football. Like, like that's that's what they do. I don't know the identity. I don't know what they're trying to build here. I don't. I mean, even if it was we want we, we, we want to be a, a tough bullying defense and you say that, but then press on the secondary some, you know, like do something. But, you know, you can't just rely on the four up front to, to, to do that. But, yeah, I don't I don't, I don't know. what. And, and I, we, for years, we've been talking about what's the identity of the team. And, you know, we aren't any closer, you know, than we were under hmm, 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 uh, <laughs> and his administration. We're not any closer than, than yeah. we were then as far as finding out what the team's going to be or at least being in some sort of direction. Well, that's something that you have have uh, have asked for. Unfortunately, like three years now, right? Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. been doing the show. What is the identity of this team? Who who do they want to be? Who do they think they are? And there's a bit, there's a disconnect of who mm-hmm. they think they are and, 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 and who they are. You're, mm-hmm. you're right. I, I I love them to be a, a ball hawking. Everybody put a hat on the ball type of defense. Everybody, eleven guys in on the tackle and. But somebody has to want to do that, and somebody has to encourage that. You know, if 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 Chase Young is your leader, let him be vocal about it. Let him put his hat on the ball and encourage his teammates. Don't just cheer for the offense, cheer for the defense. You know, if it's if it's Saint Juicy, let him say something. What does he do? Why is he Why did you use a third round pick on him? Right, he's tall. But I'm tall. I can do, you know, what, what is it? The only one I've seen, the only two I've seen that have um, projected any type of leadership, whether it's mm-hmm. fair or unfair, are Terry McLaurin mm-hmm. and Taylor Heineke. Right. <laughs> Those have been right. the only two. Yeah, such a weird situation, man, with, with, with the uh, Washington football team there with that. But I want to talk a little bit about Heineke. But I'll tell you what, we've been going on for about 20 minutes. Let's take a break. Uh, we'll take a quick commercial break. On the other side of the break, want to talk about Heineke. Of course, we'll do fake news or not. And uh, in the third segment, we'll just stop talking about the team. We'll talk about Las Vegas and Kevin's birthday right. trip. <laughs> That's coming up on the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network. Battles aren't won solely on the field. That's a common misconception. Battles are won within. Over enemies of fear. Enemies of doubt. In that place where promises are kept. Promises to oneself. This is a physical training event. Promises to one's community. Healthy people move debris out of their house. Promises to one's country. In the heart of every Marine, you'll find a promise. A promise forever kept. 
A Promise of Battles Won. Hi, I'm Albert Pujols. And I'm Deidre Pujols. And we made it our mission to strike out slavery. Did you know that millions of people, many who are in vulnerable populations, are caught in this nightmare of violence, fraud, and coercion? And during a crisis like the pandemic, even more innocent people are at risk of falling victim to human trafficking. Sometimes we all take true freedom for granted. Freedom to live our life. The freedom to pursue our dreams. The freedom to watch and play baseball. But for far too many, basic freedom has been torn away, often violently and often targeting those most vulnerable among us. That's why we made it our mission to strike out slavery. And we're sending out an SOS, because freedom is worth fighting for. Join us. Join baseball fans. Join the fight against human trafficking. Go to strikeoutslavery.com. And now an important message from Amanda Klutz. Our lives have truly changed since March 2020. Not only did Broadway dim their lights, but my biggest light, my star, my husband, Elvis's father, Nick Cordero, passed. Nick fought a really tough battle from the repercussions of COVID-19. This pandemic has made us all stronger. It has given us an opportunity to find new ways to rise above this pain. And there is hope now with many vaccines available, but we have to keep wearing our masks and we have to keep social distancing. Practicing these methods only keeps us all safer. Please make kindness contagious and unite to prevent. For more information, visit unite2prevent.org. If you talk and they will hear you. We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy, so we show them how. And we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. Not just one time, but every chance we get. That's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. Kids not only need to know the dangers and how to avoid them, they need to hear it often from you. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. So talk, they hear you. You can do it if you try. Welcome back to the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network. That's 1500 a.m. in the D.C. metropolitan area, the days after the game, 24-7 on your fine podcast platforms. Uh, and also we're on that uh, podcast D.C., uh, I think the WTOP's got going on there on, on, that, oh, yeah. on that thing. So yeah, oh yeah, right. you can find us there too, everywhere. So so oh, right. uh, glad everywhere. about yeah, glad about that. Uh, back to the Washington football team uh, uh, falling to um, gosh, who was who was who was the loss to this week? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> to, 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 uh, 
Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. After a while, it's all one loss. It all merges into one loss. Discount double check the Washington football team. (laughs) Taylor Heineke, 25 for uh, 37, 200 some odd yards. Doesn't really matter. Um, You know, uh, McLaurin played very well, of course, but I mean, he's, you know, he, 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 he's, you know, your superstar in office. He's your playmaker, but it all kind of goes for not. It's funny because even when we talk about the defense in the front four during the, during the season, I feel like they've gotten a lot of criticism. Like they're not playing well. They're not getting pressure. They're getting pressure. Then they hadn't getting home a lot, but they've been getting pressure. It just doesn't, it doesn't affect the outcome of the game. If that has made any sense. And we've talked about that. And so enough criticizing the front four, they can't do everything. It reminds me of that commercial where that guy, Leon was a football player. Like Leon can't do everything. (laughs) Like, you know, the front four can't do everything at some point. The other players on the team have to play. Right. And so um, what I want to talk about Heineke, uh, because he was a guy who we were 100% comfortable being the starting quarterback after last year's performance. Right. And then they go out and, you know, they don't bring in anyone. They don't bring in anyone who I think, you know, would would be an upgrade to the position They bring in Matthew Fitzpatrick. And like you said, you know what you're getting. Why why do you want him over the end? Like, yeah, I'm sorry. Ryan, I keep calling him Matthew. Because he's Uh, a golfer. golfer. And that's (laughs) what he should be doing playing golf. That's why. I keep watching. I keep talking about the golfer. Um, They bring in Fitzpatrick. And um, and, and, and so anyway, Heineke, but I've been describing him um, and I'm just sticking by it as Tony Romo. He's Romo. Yes. He, and, I, and I'll say he's a poor man's Romo because again, this in the same game, there are reasons he'll, he'll, he'll do something to make you say, man, this kid's got it. Uh, he's, you know, man, he's making it. And then the same, he's like, Oh, why would you do that? The same way Romo would, where he does yeah, something yep, and, and Cowboys fans, all oh, they're cheering, singing his praises. And the next thing you know, they got their hands on their heads. Like why? <laughs> Romo, why? <laughs> and Heineke's kind of the same way. No other play uh, shows it as the, the drive where they come down the field. Uh, now he's scrambling to, uh, from the two yard line. There's literally no reason to dive, but he dives and his knee goes down before the ball hits across the goal line. And it's like, now here's a guy who has made that. We all see that touchdown that he did in the, the playoff game against Tampa Bay, and he's done that play before where he's stretching over the pylon and he's getting it. This play isn't even nowhere nearly as contested as that one, but he just kind of gives himself up and his knee hits the ground when he could literally just run it in. I don't understand why he went down. You know, that's interesting. (laughs) You know, until that, yeah, first of all, I agree with everything you said, but that play, I did not know that in 2018, they changed the rule. Right. Any other Uh time. It, the rule had been when the quarterback gives himself up when he slides feet first. Mm-hmm. And then to so the point where the slide right. begins is mm-hmm. the point where he gave himself up. Mm-hmm. They changed the rule that says the quarterback, if he's diving head first, he gives himself he's, up. He's still that giving point. himself up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, now, the interesting thing is that rule only applies to the quarterback. If right. any other player on the team had done what he did, it would have been it's a, a touchdown. touchdown. It would have been a touchdown. Because yeah, he, wasn't he wasn't touched. It's not mm-hmm. college. Any mm-hmm. other player. Also, if you look at the play he made in the playoff game against Tampa, where he dove and scored the touchdown, hit the pylon, according to the rule, that's not a touchdown because he gave himself up when he left. <laughs> he left. It's not when he touches the ground. It's when right. he begins. Mm-hmm. It's, where, it's mm-hmm. the point that he begins. Because I looked up the rule because I was mad. I was going to call uh, Fox. <laughs> and I said, hmm, hmm, I'm not mad anymore. I learned something. They, they changed the rule. But, you know, first of all, let the quarterback be aware of the rules. But you're absolutely right. He, he did not have to do that. There was no mm-hmm. – 
And that was what I was saying in the first segment. He's trying too hard He's to do everything. It was, mm-hmm. He did. It was beautiful. I thought it was a beautiful thing where he jumped up and did the Lambo leap right after. I thought that, so right? too. Right into the the hands right. of the one fan. That was the that was that fan. was yeah. That was beautiful. Yeah, that was my favorite moment of the game, actually, to be honest with you. And that's what I dig about this kid, man. He's trying. He's trying mm-hmm. to give this team a spark. He's mm-hmm. trying to show this team, hey, look, I'm competing with Aaron Rodgers, y'all. And it's obvious he's trying to win. And he's excited yes. to play. Yes. I mean, there yes. was there was one play where he scrambled and he, he and he slid and he's just laughing and he reached for the defenders player to, to help him up and the defense kind of looked at him and shook his head at him and he got up and started laughing and, and talked to him. Right. It's like he's having a good time. He's right. trying to compete. Where's everybody else's juice? Where's everybody else's excitement? I don't, I don't know, man. It's, it's, and that's why I thought that in the preseason that that uh, they had an opportunity to build this team because it was obvious from his playoff performance that A, he could play, B, he didn't really care about playing under the bright lights, right? Mm-hmm, it wasn't mm-hmm, like it wasn't mm-hmm. like he was going to fumble just because it was the bright lights. And C, the team responded to him. Mm-hmm. So you have you have those things, those ingredients. You want this guy on your roster. If you trust him with the football, you can invest something in, in another quarterback, a, a third, fourth round pick. Bring him along slowly. Mm-hmm. Then you have you get if Kyle Allen can play or whatever's wrong with this kid. Why he isn't playing? If he's hurt, he could get healthy. And that would be your third string backup. You could you could do like you could do like uh, the Steelers are doing with Dwayne Haskins now. Sometimes Haskins dresses for the game. Sometimes he doesn't. Mm-hmm. But he's learning every week. He's right. learning what it takes to be a pro every week. Mm-hmm. You know, so that. The, you can't. He made some mistakes this game. Um, the, the 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 call, the fumble on the goal line. I don't see how that it wasn't a touchdown. The, right. He never touched the ground. The ball never touched the ground. Nobody from the other team ever gained possession. He regained possession. He grabbed it with two hands and he purposefully did the football move and putting it across the goal line. Mm-hmm. How they didn't call that a touchdown? That was head, a heads up play to me. He right. with all that going on, the fact that he had enough wherewithal to do this. I, I thought it was pretty heads up, but mm-hmm. whoever was in New York at the time was obviously Aaron <laughs> Rodgers fan, right? Maybe some people from a State Farm, you know, as opposed to a, mm-hmm. a but but like whatever, whoever mm-hmm. was in New York sponsoring the game at the time. Well, I'm not going to go there and blame the officials, but, but they were wrong. <laughs> they were wrong. I give one and one. You know, I thought they were wrong the first time. They were right. I thought they were wrong the second time. They still were wrong, you know. So and there you go. You know, there he, you go. But Heineke is trying. That's mm-hmm. all you can ask from this kid. It's just maximum effort. Okay. Maximum there, effort. Yeah. There you go. There you go, guys. <laughs> uh, so here we go. Let's go to America's favorite segment. Kevin Stanford is time for fake news or not. It's time for fake news or not. I've got three short phrases. Kevin's got to let me know whether it's fake news or not. Statement number one, and this goes back to last week because you weren't on the show, <laughs> and it gives you a chance to kind of air your uh, uh, your uh, opinion. The number 22, I mean 21, for Sean Taylor deserves to be retired. Fake news. <laughs> this is just your opportunity to share what you think. About. Uh, okay. And I'm glad. I'm glad. I think I might title. I might title the episode, but we put it up on podcast. One. I might title is just a, uh, open people's eyes. Um, <laughs> that's fake news. That's absolutely okay. fake news. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Sean Taylor was a great player and he died in a tragic circumstance. Very tragic. Taking nothing away from him. But I'm, Blessed to have been on the planet for a few years now. 
And I, I've seen this team, and I've seen I've seen this team before they were good. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, I've seen it before they were good, and I've seen Pro Bowl players on the team that that, that hadn't won games. You know that you know before. Mm. I remember when Vince Lombardi came to town, people. You know, I remember. I was young, but I was aware. I remember <laughs> that the philosophy that he brought to town was, uh, you're a winner, and you're going to act like winners, and we're going to treat you like winners. Mm-hmm. And 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 it was like, okay, perfect example. When he first t- came to town, Sonny Jurgensen was a – a, a, a roly poly jolly fellow, right? He was a mm-hmm. great quarterback, mm-hmm. but he wasn't in the best shape. Somebody <laughs> told him he, he came. He called in the office and said, "Look." And at this time, this was back in the day when the quarterbacks called their own plays. People like real football. Uh, he told mm. them, "Look, man, this is your team. We can only go as far as you lead us, and mm-hmm. you got to lead us in everything." That, that we do. So from that point on, when they came out for warm-ups, Jurgensen had to be the one in the front doing the laps around the field. Jurgensen had to lead the calisthenics. Yeah, Jurgensen had, maybe I don't know about the bed check because there's some stories, but he was a leadership. <laughs> uh, he was a leader. We learned uh-huh. leaders, right? We had guys like Chris Hamburger, Brig Owens, Mike Bass, who caught the Super Bowl touchdown off of Yarrow, uh, Gary Uprimian, right? Um, uh, Kenny Houston, um, all pro a Hall of Fame player. I've seen enough good people, enough good players on this team to know that Sean Taylor wasn't above and beyond. He was just one of many. Mm, so okay. if you can acknowledge the fact that he died under tragic circumstances, I understand that. You can name a section of the field for him or... or, or you know, and I was thinking the same thing, maybe have a memorial at the state, you know, to, yes. you know like have a spot that, that memorializes him and Right, yeah, right, right. But, yeah, but as yeah. far as football goes, he okay. was one of many. He was, he was, okay. he was simply one of many. And Poten- um, I mean, but his potential was out there. Was 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 potential was out of space, there. wasn't it? Out yeah. there. Yes, out there. And, and I hate to, uh, I hate to bring this part up too, but there was an incident during the playoff game against Tampa Bay where he um, decided to spit in somebody's face. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. let's not act like people. Let's not act like this didn't happen, right? I don't hate Sean Taylor, you right, know. Right. But but you I just you just caught a bunch of us off guard at your birthday brunch when you yeah, said, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I want I want to tell the world, <laughs> and, and I think I just did. But right. <laughs> I think I just did. But but I can understand the point that so many of this fan base has not seen us win. They have not appreciated that, and uh, having a good player was all they really had to hold on to. But, mm-hmm. you know, at, you know, during Sean Taylor's short time here, I believe he was here three years, <laughs> one playoff appearance. <laughs> you know? Okay. Um, okay. You know. Um, it would be great to have him in the secondary here, wouldn't it? Oh, yo, right now, yeah, yeah. At least that would be uh, – oh, excuse me, it was two playoff games he played in, but because uh, uh, it was the Carlos Rogers drop in Seattle that could have played the championship. <laughs> Man, that wasn't Sean Taylor's fault. But, yeah, it would have been good to see somebody with his, his – um, his uh, passion and his his uh, zest for the game, if you would, it's like every everything he did, he did. You remember he knocked out the punter in the Pro Bowl or whatever. You that's know? passion, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's playing. It, yeah, that's passion, but come on, yeah, un- a little unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so, the Pro Bowl. You know, and, and you know, like I said, died under tragic tragic circumstances. This yeah. whole thing about about retiring the number was a, simply a smokescreen. Uh, that's what I hated about the whole thing. It's yeah, like, ah, yeah. oh, come on, guys. And then it leaks out that his brother says, and I did a whole thing on it last week, and I was really upset. I think we, you could hear it in 
the show if anyone listened yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was just bad form, man. That yes, was horrible. Yes. Oh, all together. Okay, all so together. that's so that's uh, so him the, the Jersey retirement. That's fake news. That's fake news, <laughs> fake okay, news. I'm going to title this show something about that so people can actually hear what I have to say. I'm, I'm going to make them click on this podcast. There you go. Some <laughs> clickbait. Some <laughs> some clickbait there for you. Uh, there now, Kevin. Fake news or not? Uh, question uh, statement number uh, number two. I don't know whether you looked ahead at the rest of the schedule, but I'm going to give you the games, okay? You've got uh, at Denver, home against the Buccaneers, at Carolina, home against the Seahawks, at Vegas, home for Dallas, home for uh, at Philadelphia, excuse me, then at Dallas, home for Philadelphia, then Giants at home. This team's not going to win four more games, fake news or not. Pregnant pause here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that's fake news. Okay, <laughs> that's okay. fake news. Okay. You know why? Okay, because they will they will win four more games. <laughs> that's about, that's about, okay, okay. That's about all, mm-hmm. that's about all they're going to win, and, and they're going to have to they're going to have to sweep the giant, the uh, the Eagles to do that, and <laughs> and, and and snatch one from from Dallas, Dallas. Uh, to do that. Now, see what what bothers me is they play Dallas so late in the season, and Dallas is probably playing for home field, uh, probably against uh, uh, Tampa or or even the Rams, right? So those mm-hmm. games they might be meaningless to this team, and this team does not have the character yet to be uh, to be uh, spoilers, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they have, it takes a certain something within you to say, well, I'm going to stop these guys. We're not going to win, but I'm going to stop these guys. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> back in my day, way back in my day. Way back in my day. <laughs> so, but, so, uh, this guy, uh, a buddy who was playing uh, 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 safety at the time, picked his pass off and he was about to run out of bounds and this guy from the other team hit him. And my buddy guy was gonna gonna like retaliate, but the guy on the other team said, I'm sorry, man, but we're going down, I just couldn't go down like a chump. Right. <laughs> that's what he told them. And uh-huh. my friend, they became good friends. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, go. so and I don't see I don't see that in this team. I don't see the the lack of desire but, uh Chase Young got poked in the eye today early in the game. He got poked mm-hmm. in the eye, and there was a lot of activity around Chase Young's face mask. And one time they ripped his helmet off. But when he got poked in the eye, I, that, something should have been released in him that said, oh, if that's the way you want to play, you know? You know, somebody poke you in the eye, you expect, to, you expect him to get medieval on him, as they say in Pulp Fiction or something. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, mm-hmm. expect mm-hmm. I didn't see that. I, 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 thought, I thought he was going to take it up another level. He was getting double teamed, but... You know what? People get double team all the time, man. Every sure, gets sure. double team, man. Khalil yeah. Mike gets yeah, yeah, double yeah, yeah. team, right? You know. Mm-hmm. So you know, I thought the beast was going to be released, and I didn't see that. So I don't, I don't see them having the the wherewithal to want to be the spoilers. Uh, I, I, I think that something drastic is going to have to happen to turn this thing around, and I don't know what it could be. I, I just don't know what it could be. So yeah, I'm saying four games, and, and that's being optimistic. <laughs> well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. An optimistic outfield with four uh, games there. Uh, statement number three uh, with fake news or not. Okay. Uh, when you, it was, you, you thought in your mind when Chris blew it, blew it. I had to do it with that. With that, to, that to, today. I was waiting for that. That was some poetic justice and a reminder. Yeah, it was irritating for the kicker to miss kicks, but he was not the problem. Okay. <laughs> fake news or not. That, that that that's that's that was news. That's that's brand news because 
we all knew what was going to happen. <laughs> we, we knew it so much. We knew he was going to miss a kick. Yep. Yeah. That people were making the bluer jokes already, right? You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. people, they were just, it's almost as if they were listening to the fans, which couldn't be possible <laughs> because, you know, the, the fans, if they'd be listening to us and we'd be right. a lot better off, they were listening to us. But the, the field goal kicker was, I think, uh, you know, you know, we don't do stats on this show. So sure. rankings and stats are different things. He was number 11 in the league in accuracy. Mm-hmm. You know what that means? That means that there's more, <laughs> there's only 10 more guys ahead of him. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there are more people, there are more, there are more people worse than him than there are better. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so what, and, and my point was when they released him, can you do better? Right, right, <laughs> you right, know, right, why right. are you doing it if you're not doing this to a position that makes you better? Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, like I say, mm-hmm. oh, we got a guy, we got we got to get him on the field, right? But then again, yeah. this is the team that that used the draft pick on a guy who's never played football before, <laughs> who's watching the game with me and you. It doesn't does he draft what you know? They might as well have drafted me, you or Manny, right? Especially right. Manny. Manny would have performed for him, right? You know? Of course he would have. I mean, so when you, and when you look at it, and honestly, when you look at it, yeah, he missed some kicks and you get irritated by it. But all the game, they didn't, they, they've not lost a game by three points. Like they, like the field goals have not been a, and as much as fans, and again, this is why I'm telling these fans who listen, you know, I'm listening to them on a post game show, and there were plenty of fans that, man, we got to get rid of Hopkins, man. Man, we got to get rid of Hopkins, man. I'm listening to stuff. It's like, guys, they lost by 24. Like, <laughs> with the field goal kick, he missed some field goals against the Bills. Wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't. I understand it would make you feel better to only lose by 13, but it wouldn't have mattered in the grand scheme of things. He's not the problem. He doesn't play cornerback. He doesn't play safety. He's not Landon Collins, always out of position and can't cover anybody. Like, that's, 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 that's not his problem. It's like, what are you blaming me for? If I recall, didn't he kick a 50-yard field goal in the game before they released him? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and then it was an mm-hmm. incident where they, you know, he would have had to kick a 50-yarder uh, instead. The coach decided to go for it on fourth and ten, you know, right. as opposed to letting him kick. And he was on the, the sideline talking to himself, you know, you know. And I wish him a long and happy career because he, uh, as they say in the blues, he done he got done wrong. Yeah, he, <laughs> he got, got done, done wrong. wrong. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I forgot the original premise of your question, but yeah. but uh, well, just you knew that, it was happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Poetic justice. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, poetic without justice a doubt. that Chris without a doubt. the field goal, and that they yeah. lost an, another game by more than three points. So it didn't really make a difference whether they kept Hopkins or not. It just no, doesn't I, matter. Why do that to the man? It's something. There's something else going on. Who knows? Yeah, there Who you go, knows? folks. Hopkins that's was there when he got here. Yeah, yeah right. Hopkins <laughs> was here when he got here. So not my guy. Not one of my core guys. Not one of my core guys. You know, we, what is he we, doing? We got to get his core guys in here. Uh, all right, that's fake news <laughs> of that, ladies and gentlemen. We'll take another break, and we'll come back on the other side, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about Kevin's uh, Vegas vacation. Can't wait to hear how his birthday went. This is the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network. The future depends on teachers. Every day, teachers are shaping our tomorrows, starting their students on journeys that will change the course of history. Right now, In a classroom somewhere in the United States, there's a teacher inspiring a future scientist who will make preventing pandemics their life's work, sharpening the mind of an aspiring environmentalist who will help combat climate change, and generating possibilities for a student who will be the first in their family to graduate college. It all starts with teachers who meet challenges with creativity, who reinvent education for the future. 
who work towards a school system that lifts up every child, regardless of race, income, or zip code, and to enable the full potential of our students, our communities, and our country. Explore a career that leaves a legacy you can be proud of. Shape the future. Teach. Learn more and receive free support at teach.org. The future depends on teachers. Every day, teachers are shaping our tomorrows, starting their students on journeys that will change the course of history. Right now, in a classroom somewhere in the United States, there's a teacher inspiring a future scientist who will make preventing pandemics their life's work, sharpening the mind of an aspiring environmentalist who will help combat climate change and generating possibilities for a student who will be the first in their family to graduate college. It all starts with teachers who meet challenges with creativity, who reinvent education for the future, who work towards a school system that lifts up every child, regardless of race, income, or zip code, and who enable the full potential of our students, our communities, and our country. Explore a career that leaves a legacy you can be proud of. Shape the future. Teach. Learn more and receive free support at teach.org. We don't want you on our team. You're too slow and fat. This is weight bias. I'm worried about your weight. Don't you care what other people think? Millions who live and are affected by obesity face weight bias every day. You're not the right fit for this job. Unfair judgment by others. Just stop eating so much and exercise some. You lose all this weight. These people often blame themselves. It's just me. Nobody likes me. I do exercise and eat right. And I talk to my doctor. Weight bias hurts. Everyone deserves to be treated with dignity and respect. Your words and actions matter. Let's stop weight bias. Let's work together. Be part of the solution. Go to StopWeightBias.com and learn more. A public service message from Obesity Action Coalition. It's the final segment of the Federal Football Report on 1500 AM on the radio the day after the games. Anywhere where you get your fine podcast, you can download the show there, listen to it 24-7. And again, listen to the show and then tell people about the knowledge that you're getting here on the show so that this way the fan base can be a little more educated and just not be as delusional uh, and so upset when they lose to the Packers because, of course, you thought you'd win. But anyway, <laughs> Kevin, enough about the team. We're not even going to preview the Broncos game. Uh, let's talk about <laughs> <laughs> your trip, uh, your trip to Vegas uh, for your birthday. I'm glad you took took the trip. Glad you were there with family, with a cousin who has a who was born in the same hospital, same day as you. You guys are the same yes. age. How was it, man? It, it was spectacular. It, it was um, it was interesting because the day we arrived, uh, a cold snap came through Vegas, and oh. one of the things I had to to, to uh, be flexible. I had to call an audible. Had to make some adjustments. Something that the burgundy and gold could. Be take you to right <laughs> because the high the first day the high was 68 degrees wow and, and that was on a monday and i had planned on spending the day by the pool getting pool <laughs> service with the music blast and that was going to be mm-hmm. on tuesday now it was it was a high of 68 with a wind uh-huh and so that's so cold the pools were open we, we, we literally went outside the life job the lifeguard had on a hoodie and a scarf and a blanket right was anybody so, in the pool the pools are heated, which was interesting. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, so okay. not the first day, but the second and third day, there were actually people in the pool. And I did 
did get a, a chance to after after eleven o'clock, where the sun you go, you got big buildings and shadows. It's mm-hmm. still cold until the sun is right up. Uh, uh, you know, high noon, which is interesting because when you're there in the summertime, when the temperatures are uh, 105, you're thankful for those shadows, right? <laughs> <You know>? right. <laughs> but no, it was cold. So we had to do a couple of audibles. So we uh, we had a great time. We took uh, anybody who's familiar with uh, Vegas, you know, uh, uh, north of the city is the uh, Red Rock Canyon, the mountains mm-hmm. of the, the horizon. We actually drove out to the mountains, like 25 minutes driving out there and, nice. and, and you know, see a community with nature. Had a car, had a self-driving car. I did no. not know that. Yes, a Toyota Camry, of all things. Wow. <laughs> a self-driving car. And I let it drive. <laughs> but you were in the driver's seat too, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you have to, yeah, you know, it wasn't it was like a Tesla where you can just like go, go in the back and watch a movie, right? It was a... <laughs> How it was, was that call, experience? It was creepy, man. <laughs> it was creepy <laughs> because I was looking at all the buttons and things, right? Just trying to figure out how not to turn on the the uh, uh, connect to my wife's phone every time she plugs the phone in to charge it. Yeah. So I'm looking at the buttons that says drive assist. Hmm. I know because mm-hmm. I've experienced one that with, with cruise control. If you're on the highway and you come within two let's say five car lengths of another car, it will slow you down to match the speed of the car in front of you. Mm-hmm. They've had that technology for years. But what I did, I, I turned on the driver's assist, but I made tiny little circles around the steering wheel with my hand. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, And what it has to do, it has to adjust to the road. So initially, the corrections are kind of jerky, you know. Okay. But after a while, you know, it controls your speed. It controls the curves, right? You did know, it we turn all, for you? Like, it did, and it turned and everything for you? Yes, 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 wow. yes. Now I'm, I'm like I said, I got my my fingers not on on the wheel, but around the wheel in case I gotta <laughs> grab it real quick, just in case, because I don't trust machines. I worked on too many of them in my life and mm-hmm. know that they can make a mistake. I don't mm-hmm. want to have that one that say the one that sparks the recall. I don't want to, <laughs> right. I don't want to be driving that one. Right. No need for so, that. So uh, we had a a, a a fantastic birthday dinner. Like I said, the, the, my cousin of both born hours apart, literally. Uh, We've never celebrated our birthday together. And uh, we had a, a celebration and we laughed and it got to the point where the, we had so much fun that the, the wait staff in the restaurant, they were enjoying themselves. And, nice. And, and we passed out cake to everybody in the restaurant. It was, it was a wonderful experience. I, uh, I uh, went by uh, Allegiant Stadium where the, the home of the Raiders. I sent a, a tweet to our friend Julie Donaldson saying, uh, this is why they didn't have the Burgundy and Gold here this weekend because we would have had too much fun, right? You know, so, <laughs> you know, and so that was cool. And and another interesting point, we stayed at a, the Park MGM Hotel, which is directly across from the T-Mobile Center where the Golden Knights play. Okay, and nice. we were facing, I was facing it, and it might have been the home opener. And I'm glad they lost. And I'm telling you why I'm glad, because every time they score a goal, a big horn goes off in the plaza, right? <laughs> and, somebody, and this is a big open plaza, and somebody just yells, goal, and the lights flash. And, uh-huh. and you think it was a, a, a rocket assault, man. There's just so much <laughs> going on. I mean, there was the pregame party and all that. It was, it was beautiful. And it made me wonder. Um, I was one that didn't think that pro sports belonged in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And after experiencing this week, I'm wondering now what took them so long. <laughs> <You know? laughs> what took them so long? And it's definitely an experience. I'm, I'm going to go to a game out there at some point. And nice. interestingly, the game with the Burgundy and Gold is um, December 5th. 
And if Washington doesn't get any better than this, the ticket prices are plummeting. <laughs> sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They're yeah. Yeah. They started out, they were like $300 a pop when I looked to do it in the preseason when we did a talk with Julie. And, and mm-hmm. now they're hovering right around uh, 200. Um, mm, so okay. okay. Might be time for that remote. <laughs> might be time. To, might be, yeah. It might be time for the federal law report to go down to, to Vegas. That'll be funny. December yeah. 5th. I'll keep the calendar clear just in case those ticket jobs. My wife's always <laughs> down for a quick trip to Vegas. So that, right, so, yeah, right. that'll be fun. Well, good, man. We had fun at your birthday brunch, Rodney and I. And, of course, Manny, uh, they, uh, your wife and daughters know how to throw a party, man. You were looking very uh, uh, sharp and dapper in that uh, gray suit uh, there with the with no tie and the shirt unbuttoned a little bit there. Yeah, so, yeah they, they dressed man. me. That was a, yeah, they, was... <laughs> they, they dressed me. And for those who don't know, I have three three daughters, uh, all fashion plates and, and a granddaughter. And there's no way I could be out of out of out of like sync fashion wise because <laughs> right, they, they wouldn't let it. me be. In the, they were not having it right. You know, it's like it's like the party, right? The party. I said, well, you know, I would have been happy like with a little drive-by thing where people come by and wave and drive this and somebody. We going no, downtown sir. DC. That's what we doing. <laughs> I will. I will. I will say this. I don't know if you saw this part, but when uh, it, was term, it was time to sing Happy Birthday and they lit the cake, it, it might have been because of the amount of candles that were on the cake. But the the centerpiece that said exactly how old I was caught fire. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. And someone was very quick to pull it out the cake and dispose of the fire before anything yeah. out of hand happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were all safe. Everybody there was safe. But, uh, you know, we, we, we appreciate you being there. And I appreciate my lovely wife, Maria, for putting it together and knowing how important it was for me to have you and Rodney there. Right. So uh, yeah. that was that was uh, that was cool. And and. Um, you know, we still got some cake here, man. Because with all the excitement, man, everybody's having such a good time. We, we forgot to cut the cake. We forgot, to cut the- <laughs> we forgot to cut the cake. But but um, it was catered well. We thanked the people that uh, wasn't in the place of the poet society or some kind of society, high society, someplace, <laughs> <laughs> something. Something. of you, Northwest DC. We thank you for your hospitality, and um, can't wait to do it again. And there you go. But- <laughs> there you go. And I hope I'm invited there. And when we okay. do. Have it. We'll still have this show, and we'll report on. I guess that would be what your 130th birthday party. Yeah, we'll yeah, report yeah, yeah. on that in 65 <laughs> more years uh, on the federal football report. Your story, it lives in River City, where you can enjoy a metropolitan vibe and a small town feel, where we set the standard for service and looking out for one another, where there's so much more than steak in our thriving food scene. Your story is the story of Omaha, told by those who live it and love it. Whether that's helping you keep up with the Cornhuskers or creating the content you crave. And here in the Omaha World Herald is where it comes to life. Omaha World Herald, where your story lives.